Welcome to another episode of Flipping Tables. It is June 21st, 2018. Happy summer. It is hot out there, man. It's been hot all week. Um, and wow, what a week we've had, yo. What a couple of what 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 a crazy couple of weeks we've had. First, um, you know, the last time that 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 I'm that I um recorded something, talked about Jeff Sessions, um, and his his no his zero policy his zero tolerance policy. Um, now, you know, in the in the last couple of weeks, we've seen the aftermath of these policies. Now, there's people who would say that these policies have been in place, that these laws have been in place since 1997, signed under um, Bill Clinton, which is true, right? These these immigration policies have been in place for a while now, and it's, it's horrible. And with every administration, it's gotten worse. Um, we can't just blame Democrats or Republicans, this is a human rights issue, really. This is really a, a, a an ethical issue, a moral issue. And for the Christian, this needs to be a gospel issue. For the Christian, this needs to be something that is um, looked at through the lens of Scripture. We can't just um, align ourselves with a political party and, you know, live our lives as such, nah, man, we need to be biblically informed. We got to to look at the Bible and see what does the Bible say about X, Y, and Z, and not and, and not taking our political ideal uh, idealism and our political um, um, ideas, right? The same thing. Anyway, we can't take these these political themes. And then bring them into scripture. Instead, we should, from scripture, see how it is that we are to navigate regarding the politics and the policies and the laws that we have in our society and in our culture here in America. We, we can't just say, you know, I'm a Democrat because, you know, I'm, I'm pro, um, pro-people. We can't say I'm going to be a Republican because I'm pro-life. Um, we can't, we, we can't do that, man. It's got, it, there has to be some middle ground. And this is the middle ground, man. The middle ground is that we're pro-life from the womb to the tomb. That means that we are against abortion. That also means that we are against child trafficking, against systemic injustices that limit the um, the flourishing of people, no matter what the race, social class, or social economic status, or gender. That means that when we hear about children being separated from their families at the border, that we don't just, like, blurt out and quote these platitudes and cliches about we have laws in this country and we are a nation of laws and, and all that. We don't, we, that's not what Christians do, man. That ain't what we do. What we do is we look into the text and we see what the text says about 
the sojourner, the, 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 the pilgrim, the, the foreigner, the immigrant. What does the Bible say about the immigrant? And how does the Bible suggest that we, the people of God, treat those immigrants? I ain't going to do the homework for you. The Bible tells it. Look it up. If, if, if you're listening and you are wondering, what does the Bible say about immigrants? Look it up. There are a plethora of scripture dealing with how the people of God need to be treating people who aren't from our countries. It, it talks about how we should treat people, period. No matter where they come from. The Good Samaritan parable in Luke chapter 10 is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. And let me tell you, man, it's it's just been very, it's been heart-wrenching to see Christians really take these policies and and agree with them. I mean, with without any regard, they're just like, yeah, this is the law, we should follow it. And then when Jeff Session um this 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 past week quotes quotes Romans 13 as an answer to evangelicals who oppose what's going on. You know, it's crazy to me. Like, you're going to quote scripture to justify the mis... the the, the abuse and the exploitation of people. The The traumatizing of children and families. You're going to use scripture to do that. It's... I mean, people have heard it all week. These are the same tactics. This is the same type of ideology that that justified slavery, that justified the Holocaust, that justified Jim Crow segregation, that justified all sorts of evil. You're telling me that you're going to quote scripture to justify evil acts? Really? Really? Let me tell you something about Romans 13. Romans 13 is about submitting to our government in love. And it and it's all about loving people. And if our government is against loving people, then the government is wrong. And scripture is still right. If scripture tells us that we should be good Samaritans, that we should um, bind up the wounds of people, if scripture tells us that we need to, to, to love one another, if scripture tells us that we need to take care of the foreigner and not abuse them, not exploit the foreigner, what, then what do we do? What do we do? We follow scripture. We don't exploit the foreigner. We treat the foreigner as if, as if he was one of our own. We bind up those wounds of the stranger. We help out where we can. But man, oh man, are we falling short, man. And this isn't, this for once is not a, a black or white issue. Not black, brown, or white issue. Everybody has um, thoughts on both sides of the fence when it comes to this. But 
I beg to differ with those who will take the stance that we are a nation of laws and because of that we need to obey these particular laws and stand up for these laws. No, we stand up for the Bible and we stand up for Christ and what he has taught us and he ain't teach us this. He ain't teach us this, y'all. He ain't te- he didn't teach us to separate parents from their children. He ain't teach us this. Somebody had the audacity to, to, to quote a passage in scripture where Jesus talks about um, separating, um, that he didn't come, you know, for, for, for peace, but to make wars and to separate mothers from daughters and, and, and fathers from sons. And, and, and he used that as an example of, um, of justifying the separation of children from their parents. Problem is that that's out of context, y'all. Problem is that Jesus wasn't talking about physically separating parents from the from 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 their children. He's talking about when he comes, which he did, that there are going to be people who are going to be with him, and then there's going to be people in the same family that are not going to be with him. That ain't talking about immigration, y'all. That's talking about salvation, man. It's common sense, y'all. But anyway, I digress. Because Donald Trump has signed an executive order stopping that practice, putting an end to that policy. The problem is, that's not the issue. The big issue is that it is a zero tolerance policy in place. Meaning that 100% of the people who are entering the country illegally, I will say that. But seeking asylum, nevertheless, will be prosecuted as criminals. They're not going to have a day in court for asylum. They're going to be prosecuted as criminals and deported back to their countries. And what's wild to me is that this is this is a bunch of loopholes, man. If if the government don't want to don't don't want immigrants in the country. They'll make it happen. They'll close down all the legal ports. And what this will do is this will cause people to sit out there until the port is open. All the entry points, the the legal entry points, they'll be closed. People will stay out there for days, weeks, with no water in the heat, rain, the elements. And they'll be forced to do what? To enter illegally. Because there's no other way. They can't eat. They can't drink. There's there's nothing out there to drink or eat. And the port is closed. So how are they going to get in? Illegally. And then, and then the first Border Patrol person that they see, they're going to run to them because in their head, they're like, y'all can get asylum. If they catch me, I can get asylum. I can, I, I can plead my case. I can tell them how, how I've been... How I've been persecuted in my country. I can tell them how, how my country's in shambles. And I'm, I'm looking, me and my kids and my family, we're looking for a better future here in America. Because that's what everybody talks about. Land of the free home of the brave. Right? But this is this is the thing. Now, even if, if they came in through through the the proper channels to to... to to ask for asylum, 
they still won't get it. You know why? Because je- because the Attorney General has made it nearly impossible um, to have asylum granted. For one, um, people who, who, who claim asylum because of the gang violence in their country, they won't be able to anymore because Jeff, Jeff Sessions sees that as a, as a personal issue. He sees domestic violence as a personal issue. Um, and those, those things are not going to be considered um, as reasons f- to be granted asylum. Which is unfortunate because both of those things are what usually would be um, considered as reasons to be given asylum here in the United States. Man, it ain't right, y'all. There's no way that you can cut this and say it's right. No way. If you're following scripture, if you're obeying God's word, there's no way that you can see the situation and say, yo, it's right. There's no way you can but what should we do? We should do what Proverbs 31 says. And be a voice to the voiceless. Be a voice to the voices. Advocate for those who can't advocate for themselves. Even if it's through social media, just making it known. It matters, y'all. It matters big time. But you guys have a good day. That's all I had this week. I got a new job that I'll start in two weeks um, with a local organization in the city here in Philadelphia. Um, it's a dope organization that helps people with with health health um, issues. I'm back in the gym. My son's a beast. He, he, you know, me and him have been spending more time together on my free time. Um, my wife is awesome. She's she's making cakes. Um, she's baking cakes to order, and. Um, and she's selling them for ten dollars, and the proceeds are going to to um, to a pastor that is going to Puerto Rico at the end of the month. Um, you know that there's this stuff going on, man, and the Lord's moving. Um, the, the church plant is doing awesome. I'm excited about that. Um, we just had our 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 um, our water rice giveaway a couple weeks ago. Um, we, we, it went well. And, yo, the Lord's moving in Frankfurt, man. The Lord's moving in Frankfurt. Um, We're excited about everything that's going on. But, man, let's pray for our country, y'all. Let's pray for our country. Let's pray for our consciences. I pray that the consciences of everyone who listens to this, if you're a Christian, I pray that you wake up, man. Wake up. The Lord is not pleased, man. Not pleased with this. This is not what Christ died for. He ain't died so that we can... So, so that in turn we can um, betray him for real. Because what we do to the least of these, we do to Christ. That's the truth. That's, that's his word. Look it up. Look it up. I ain't doing no homework for y'all, man. All right? So peace, punch, Captain Crunch.